Hi, and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show, a podcast for counsellors and therapists. With me, Jane Travis, I'm an ex-counsellor that now helps other therapists to grow their practice and to attract more clients more easily. So let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back. And if this is your first time, it's really great that you found us. It's great to have you here. Now, if you are new, you've come at a great time because I have a fabulous guest today. It's Eileen Fisher and Eileen offers walk and talk therapy. And I just find this really, really interesting because I know so little about it, which means I had lots and lots of questions. So I also ask a few other therapists what questions to ask. So I hope that you'll find this really interesting too. So just a little bit of information. Who is Eileen? Well, Eileen is a TA therapist and she works with adults in Cheshire, Greater Manchester here in the UK. Her practice is a mix of online, face-to-face and walking clients. And she sees clients face-to-face at her office in Wimslow and walks with people nearby at different locations. She started walking with people in 2018 and now walking therapy is an integral part of her practice. And if you're interested in finding out more, Eileen now offers walking therapy training to therapists who are interested in working this way. So if you are interested, have a little look around this recording and you'll find a link. Okay, so let's get into it. I think you're going to like this one. Eileen, it's absolutely fantastic to have you here. This is a subject that so many people are, more people are really getting into, I suppose. So we're going to have a talk about I mean, how do you describe it? Do you talk it, call it walk and talk therapy? Is that the way you t- describe it? Yeah, walk and talk or walking therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. yeah. So how long have you been doing this? I've been walking with people, I was trying to work it out earlier, since about 2018 and mm-hmm. a couple of years before COVID. Right, oh, cool. Yeah, so quite a while. And presumably you enjoy it. Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- yeah. I suppose I was thinking about as I was sort of sitting with clients, you know, all day, I find it quite hard to sit still. And I'd had a couple of really lovely experiences walking with friends where we had quite sort of deep, meaningful conversations. And I thought, hang on, there's something in this. So I started to do some research around walking and talk therapy and found a little bit of training that I did and, you know, took it from there. Oh, excellent. I mean, it's something I've never done, but I can see the benefits because I know if I need to talk to my kids who are now grown up, but if ever I needed to talk to my kids, there was something about if you're face to face with them, it can feel really intimidating, can't it? So uh-huh. I, I used to find if I needed to speak to them, if, if I was in the car where you don't have to face them. So is it a similar thing to that? I think so. I think it's that being alongside, you know, side by side so that people who are more uncomfortable with that face-to-face eye contact, you know, they can be alongside you and then you can make eye contact, you know, occasionally or, you know, as much as they feel comfortable with. So, yes, I think it's definitely that rhythm of walking and the, the talking at the same time. There's a flow and an energy to it, I think. Yeah. Have you ever had it yourself? In training, yes. Yeah. So I did yeah. a lovely three-day quite immersive training um, with a, a lady called Hayley Marshall called Taking Therapy Outside, where we obviously practiced with other 
practitioners that were there doing the training too. Yeah. So that's really my only experience of of being the client with walk and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Usually on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've never done it and I, I've never given it. So it's really fascinating to me to be able to talk to you a little bit about it because there's always so many questions that come up about how does this work practically? Absolutely. You know, some of those practical things, some of those yeah, it is. It's really the practical things, I suppose. Uh-huh. Does now I suppose the thing I would say, the thing I would ask is, is this the sort of thing that works with a specific kind of person? So is this particularly good for a particular type of niche, would you say? But that's a good question. I've been thinking about that. And I I think that the answer is not necessarily. I suppose those people that choose to be outside, that they really like being outdoors. So that might be one type of person that would choose to do it. But equally, those people that have desk sitting down jobs that actually an hour outside walking is such a lovely alternative rather than coming to see you in your office, you know, that they actually get to be outside, they get to move. And then, of course, there's the clients that really um, do do feel more uncomfortable with sort of sitting face to face in that more formal setting of an office that actually there's a bit more freedom being outside. And one client said to me last week, it's something about having the sky above their heads that that feels quite reassuring and comforting. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think there's a mix of people that choose to 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 ask for walking therapy. Yeah, it's not really occurred to me about people that are in desk jobs where they're just, you know, everybody. But Well, we know about the benefits of going for a walk anyway. So this is kind of that with bells on, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. because they get to talk, you know, they get to have that therapeutic hour yeah. and they get to be in nature. They get to move, yeah, yeah raise their heart rate a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it's the win-win, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It really, really is. So I've got some questions for you. Have you? Um, yeah, I did. I did ask around, and I got a few few people had some questions, and I think they're great questions. So do you mind if we if I ask you some questions? Go for it, Jay. Right. So the first one is DS Gunner, who said, "Do you choose where to walk, or does the client? So how does that sort of? It works out, I suppose, right from the beginning about finding out where the client is based, work wise, or where they live." And then I have a number of different locations that I walk in that are very, very familiar to me. So I might suggest the nearest one to to the client and we would we would probably start there. And then once we get to know each other and so we might say, oh, do you want to try somewhere else? And again, it will be somewhere that I know well. And if they if it's somebody who really wants to meet somewhere that I don't know, then I would absolutely go and check it out first, go and do, you know, go and do some walks there and make sure that I'm familiar with the area, that it's safe. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's again, it's one of those, it's, it's a conversation to be had that we meet in a, a location that's sort of right for both of us. Yeah. So you've kind of got some designated places to walk in your area. Yeah. And you've sort of worked out, right, it's going to be the sort of walk that's not going to be too taxing. It's going to be, you know, the right sort of length and you've sort of looked at it. Yeah. I, I suppose what I'm thinking is it must take a while to do all that. And I'm thinking about 
Just do you factor this in in, in within the cost? Because obviously you're traveling to and from as well. Does that sort of get factored in with the in the fee that you charge? No, I actually charge the same fee. But I think it is a point for discussion, something that was discussed in the training that I did that, yeah, you do have that extra cost of your travel, but also the way that you're working as well. Like there's a debate about, well, you know, should you actually think about charging more because of the different way that you're working with someone? But no, personally, I, I don't, or I just factor in time really that the, and I, what I try to do is that if I do happen to have walking appointments on the same day that I try to arrange it that they're in the same locations or nearby but it doesn't always work out that way. Mm. I mean I can understand the argument for charging more because obviously you've got the time to get there, you've got the cost of you know we know how much petrol is but also there's the fact that you have specific skills that you've had to learn you know I couldn't just go for a walk with somebody and chat about it so you've got specific skills to work in those sorts of, you know, sorts of arenas, haven't you? I have, but I suppose as I was thinking about my answer there, I also get the benefit of being outside and walking. Um, you know, that that that's even though it's not a financial benefit, I am gaining in a lot of other ways because I wouldn't do it otherwise. Um, yeah. Uh-huh, so I look at it like that. Yeah. I think this is one of those things as well, isn't it? That when you're in private practice, you literally can build your practice the way you want it to be. Yes. So you could like the fact that you work, you know, online or you might like the fact that you work face to face. Anybody that doesn't particularly want to be sitting in a room all day, you can actually change it up and make your business like exactly like you have to fit in with what you really enjoy doing. Uh-huh. What gives back to you. Yes. And what I found is a mix for me works quite nicely. So I have a few walking clients, some face-to-face and a few online in a week. And that that blend worked quite well for me. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it does. That's a, that is a really good balance, actually, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But it's, it's something to aim for each week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Rebecca, Rebecca Wood has asked, how do you handle risk assessments? And I think this is always the question that I ask. That's my first thing that I would say. You're going to be going out for a walk with somebody, especially if it's the first time you meet them. You know, how do you, how do you deal with that? And um, what I would usually do is have a meeting with them beforehand. So that would be ideally online so I can see them. And we would talk through all of that about, you know, so I'd make a you know, an attempt at a risk assessment in that very first meeting. We talk about various things that we might come across as we're sort of walking and talking. So that that's all done before we even meet in the location. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, well, the thing about therapy is you begin to find out things, don't you, as you go along, as you get to know a client. So I, I think it, as long as it's good enough, and then obviously if you've met them once and you're and you're sort of not sure that it's it it's working then you'd have to reassess yeah. but yeah that initial appointment is it's quite crucial really before yeah. you ever meet them outside so you kind of get get a sense of them I guess yes yeah do you have to have any sort of security things like do you have like a some sort of an alarm or anything or do you just sort of trust them I don't have an alarm but I make sure my phone is fully charged that the places that I walk have phone reception 
and that I walk in uh, relatively public places, quiet enough that you can have a confidential conversation. Yeah. But but there are other people around. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense really, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I know other therapists do work in much more remote places, but for me, I feel more comfortable in, you know, public parks that have lots of space, but there are others, others around. Yeah. And another thing, I, I mean, I was just... There's so many questions, aren't there? How do you handle confidentiality, given that you're going to be in a public place? Yeah, it's a really good question. So again, that's part of the therapy agreement. So we talk about that right at the beginning before we've even met outside. And it's just it's just very simple things about, well, making sure that you're not walking at times that are very busy. If you're in the middle of a conversation and that you... You see people coming towards you or you can hear people behind you that we might just pause and let people pass. We might choose to go a slightly different way. So it's just very, you know, very sort of simple things really of like having that discussed and agreed together before you even begin so that both of us know what we're doing really. Yeah. Yeah. So even things like what do we do if we meet people that we know? What, what are we going to say? Such as, oh, we're just in a walking meeting. Catch up with you later, for example. What do we do about dogs? Some people love dogs. Some people don't. If, you, you know, so it's, it's just having, having all clear, really, before we begin. Yeah. 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 And what happens if you're out walking and they, you know, as so often happens, they get quite upset? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, always have tissues in my in my bag again we'll have discussed that beforehand we I might guide them to a quieter area they might just carry on walking it's just that it's okay it's okay to get upset yeah other people you might just want to put your head down as people pass one client if if she thinks it's going to be a heavier session she brings sunglasses with her yeah sunglasses today it's gonna be a you know a, a more challenging one so it's again it's it's that it's okay that permission it's okay to get upset it's okay to be outside and be upset and we'll figure it out and and sort of try and be walking quieter spaces yeah do you ever sort of stop at a bench or something like that yes so i'll make sure that on the walks there are at least two or three places where people can sit down and some clients love to sit and have some of the session sat others not at all. So in my rucksack, I have my sort of special walking rucksack. I have a couple of sit mats that we can put on the benches. What this, what I found is it's a real skill that I've had to learn of once you're sat, it's how to get back up again, how mm-hmm. to find a gap in the flow of, of the session to say, okay, it's time for us to get up and to move yeah. on now because of, you know, the 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 time boundary of the session yeah but that's that's the thing I found most challenging is actually moving from sitting back to standing again yeah I can I can get that I can imagine that time boundaries could be tricky yes yeah for various different reasons so I guess it's a real skill to be able to handle that it is and I think it's just being kind with yourself you know when you're learning this walking therapy that it does take a bit of time to get used to it to learn it and that sometimes you'll 
timings might not be quite as good as they could be at the beginning. But again, it's one of those skills that, you know, you, you start to learn and you start to become better at the more that you do it. Yeah. Because I think in counselling, one of the big bound, one of the massive boundaries is time. Yeah. And I, I imagine some people might get a little bit sort of worried about the fact that, oh, I've gone over a bit or, you know, something like that. But just, but I guess being, just being relaxed about it and just accept the fact that you're learning and it takes a while is sounds like really important. Yeah. And even discussing that with the client, you know, we might go over a little bit. Is Do you have to be somewhere else? But usually, usually it works and you're back, yeah. you know, so you think about circular routes so that you start and finish in the same place. Um, you know, even with sometimes I let the client choose, do you want to go this way or that way? You know, once you're very familiar with where you're walking, you you know how long it's take. So, yeah, it, it, it works out okay. Yeah. In my mind's eye, I've got that you're walking in a park or some sort of countryside. Do you also walk like in urban areas? Is that something that... that... I used to. So that's how I started. So when, when I thought about walking therapy, that's how I, I thought, well, I want to walk in Nate. But I had a an office in, in the city centre at that time. And actually, that's how I started was walking within the city and sort of finding routes, talking to people about various routes that they knew of that you could get away from the crowds. It was quite successful, actually. So we'd meet near my office and then do circular routes from there, usually. Yeah, so sort of my dream of being in nature actually began of, yeah, right in the city centre. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, that's great, isn't it? Because not everybody's close to, you know, parks or, no, or countryside or, or seaside, you know, or nobody, not everybody's in a position where they've got somewhere you know, some beautiful park that they can walk in. I guess you get just as many, just as, just as much good stuff from a walk in a more urban area. So, yeah. so I guess that's good news for somebody who might be thinking, I'd love to do that, but I just, I'm not near anywhere that's going to be nice enough. Uh-huh. So it's just thinking about other places that are quiet enough for that confidentiality, because, you know, if you're having to stop every minute or so to get to get let someone pass or whatever, then that can be quite disruptive. But yeah. it can be done, definitely. Yeah. I feel like I'm throwing loads of questions at you. <laughs> so sorry if you feel like you're being like, you know, got a, a light pointing in your face and I'm going, tell me about this, tell me about this. But it's just really interesting. I've never done it myself and I've always been interested in how it works. So, you know, thank you for sharing this with us. <laughs> so I'm going to throw something else out. I'm going to talk about, ask you about, insurance and mm. I, I think this is probably a question that people would ask a lot you know what how does the insurance situation work you can get insurance for it and the very simplest thing to do is phone up your if you really would like to try it phone up your insurance and ask am I covered and they will give you a, a very clear answer and then you can take it from there yeah so um, are, is it sometimes covered within the policy yes. that people already have Yes, because some policies are just, it doesn't matter where you're practising, you're covered for the therapy itself rather than the environment that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Good Lord. That's so worth, a surprise to me. Yes, yeah, so it's worth checking. And every so often I check again, you know, each sort of year, just make sure that yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. 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 It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. 
And here's another question. Like I say, I'm sorry, I do feel like I'm just bombarding you with questions okay. rather than chatting with you. But a question I know that people will ha- have to ask, which is, you know, as I'm sitting here and the weather outside is grey, it's raining. We were chatting before we started recording about the fact that I'm in no rush to take my dog out for a walk today. <laughs> What happens in these situations? Do you just like wrap up warm or Again, do you have it, like a plan B? It's client-led. So what I suggest in my agreement is that we will we will walk even if the weather is a little, in, but if the weather is sort of particularly horrendous, we can re, either reschedule or we can meet in my office. And it, it's up to, so I will check, you know, on the day with if the you know, you wake up and the it's horrendous outside. Sort of just check in with the client and ask, what what would you like to do? And yeah, some people say, let's just do it anyway. We might change, particularly if it's somebody that I walk with regularly, we'll change location. So somewhere that's much more tree covered, for example, yeah, yeah. that's that's something that we do quite regularly. And other people say, can we reschedule? Other people might want to just have, have a, yeah. a session in my office instead. So again, it's it, I let the client lead with that one. Yeah. So a lot of the questions I'm asking, the, the response is, well, it depends on what the client wants, what the yeah. client's needs are. Yeah. Uh, very much. Yeah. So, but it's quite nice because, you know, there are sessions, you know, when you work with them for quite a long time, it's like, oh, do you remember when we got absolutely soaked on whatever, you know, at this place? And, you know, it, it's quite a quite a nice little bonding thing sometimes yeah. those sort of experiences in the weather that you know if people are happy to walk and obviously I suppose that leads on to another thing about clothing that again in the in your therapy agreement you need to sort of say you make sure you've got the right footwear the right sort of coats yeah I have a have a fantasy that I've always that's kind of on ice really about having a a little camper van with lots of waterproofs and boots in it and things for clients and that if the weather's horrendous that we could just have a session in my little camper van you know, that is yeah. set up like an office but also there are yeah boots and coats for people to borrow so that yeah. we can walk anyway but and, uh, and a hot drink maybe and a hot drink yeah you so know. that's a little fantasy that hasn't yeah come to any fruition yet but maybe yeah. one day that, that does sound wonderful it really does <laughs> and I'm thinking about the therapeutic relationship. You know, I'm, it feels to me, I just get a sense of the relationship between you being quite, being, being really good, I suppose, for want of a better word. I just get a sense of the fact that you are walking in this particular way and she, that, you know, the, the client is sharing that it feels like you probably have quite, I mean, is that what happens? Do you find that the relationship is very, very well bonded? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like any sort of therapeutic relationship, it takes time. But yes, I think there's something about walking in a a space that's like neutral to both of you. Something about your bodies moving in the same space and talking about things that really, really matter. Yeah, it's special. Yeah, I think yeah. it's special. Yeah, it sounds, I can get that. I, I can feel that. I mean, I, I don't, it's, it's not the same thing, but I know what I get out of walking with my dog. Yes. You know, walking with my dog. I, I used to often listen to podcasts when I walked with my dog. And then I got a bit, a bit 
I got a bit of, oh, I can't speak now. What's the word? Got a bit of burnt, got a bit burnt out. And when I got burnt out, I walked the dog without any um, podcast to listen to because I needed that space. Yes. And there's just something about it that is just really nurturing, isn't there? Isn't it? It's just something that's, we always talk about walking. We always talk about the nurturing qualities. But we don't always do it, but there, there is, it's just something a little bit magical about it that I just think is wonderful. I just get this sense of, I wish I could do this with my counsellor. I think it would be a lovely thing to do, to go for a walk with them. And it feels less intense. It feels less, to me, and maybe I'm naive because I haven't done it, but it feels like it's less intense and more, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking that. It feels more like a a chat. Oh, I've probably said completely the wrong thing there. I'm sorry, (laughs) That's that's what we all hate as counsellors. People think, oh, we're just having a chat together. Yeah. I know you're not just having a chat together. But from the point of view of the client, I think it's a different thing to being sat in a room, isn't it? I think it maybe does feel more comfortable. Yeah, I think you're onto something. I think there's something about that maybe it feels less formal because you're, yes. you're yeah. going for a walk together. But actually, it can be very profound and quite intense, I think, what happens as you're walking but there's maybe something about that that third element the nature or or the environment if you're in an an urban environment that can actually support that but also you know if you think about silences that you can walk in silence perhaps it's more comfortable for both the client and I know as therapists that we need to be comfortable with silence but there's something perhaps more free about the silence so that people can just get upset and cry and walk so you're still doing something as you're feeling I'm just sort of thinking through it as I say it so that you know it can be quite intense and profound yeah and it's really quite moving as you move yeah yeah oh, I'm, i want to apologize i know that you're not just going out for a chat with somebody <laughs> I, I know i really do completely know and understand but perhaps that, but, that but... i think you have a point though so perhaps for some people it feels more doable like yeah. oh gosh i actually think i need some counseling or oh, but i don't want to sit in a room with someone oh walking therapy that sounds a bit more doable yeah. And I think I'm just beginning, I'm going to start therapy with someone on Monday who I think is in that boat, actually, that that they think that that walking feels a bit more doable than coming and sitting in a in a room with me. Yeah. yeah. Well, but something else I think we we chatted about this before. It was just I don't know where I've got this from. But what about EAP? Somebody who works with EAP, is this something that can be done under EAP? Probably not. Uh-huh. No, so you definitely need to check with your the person, the EAP organisation that you're working yeah. for, but usually not. No, yeah. no. So that's yeah, that definitely needs checking out. But they would usually only permit face to face sessions in a in a counselling room that's set up for counselling yeah. or online. Yeah, walk. Yeah. It's not usually part of that. Yeah, yeah. So when you think of your experience of doing walking and talking therapy, I mean, how would you sum that up? Because it's it's so different, isn't it? In so many respects, it's so different to being on a... Con- Mind you, I suppose so many people never used to do it online until COVID. 
So people have got used to that sort of different way of working. Maybe this is just a new way of working or a different way of working that more people might find they're attracted to it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it is a different way of working, but just another another opportunity, I suppose, to do what we do with clients in a different environment and it can work just as well. You could be just as creative, have, you know, just as good at outcomes yeah. with walking than you can with sitting someone in a room. I sometimes think it's, well, to me, it sounds probably a little bit more creative. It's a, a very, I would say walking is a very creative environment. For me, it's a chance for my brain to sort of start being more free. Uh, yeah, it's sort of as your body moves, it's sort of that bind-body connection. And I suppose what's quite nice as well is that if someone's feeling quite flat or quite tired, you can go and sit more and just be in that environment. You can bring You can bring the nature in. You can leave it out. Again, that's very client dependent, whether they like, you know, um, like to sort of acknowledge what's around them or not. But on the other hand, if someone's quite pent up and agitated, you can change the pace of how you walk, you know, sort of stomp around or you could use different things. I had a really quite lovely experience with a client a couple of years ago where we were walking in a a park but that was quite near a motorway so it had a motorway bridge coming up and she said I just feel like I want to shout and she said but I can't because of all these people around I said oh well there's that bridge over there we could go up we could go up on the bridge and shout off there she went oh can we so both of us went up to the bridge and I said do you want to shout on your own or do you want me to shout too she said can you shout too so we stood up the top of the bridge, shouting out onto the motorway, sort of. And we weren't, I don't think it was words, it was just sort of shouting. Oh, and after a minute of that, sort of, that was enough. And down we stepped and carried on. Oh, <laughs> it's kind that of like. Is, that is phenomenal. It I'm was amazing. To you and I'm just thinking, Eileen, I want you to be my counsellor. That's amazing. <laughs> Somebody that actually says, well, let's just do it then. Yeah, it's fabulous. But it's quite serendipitous that this bridge, you know, was there when we needed yeah. it. <laughs> and then the next time I walked with her, I said, do you want to do some shouting today? She went, no, not not today. But, you know, another day we did, we did, we did it again. But yeah, so you could use the things around, you know, around you if you can. And yeah, the pace of how you walk, whether you sit for longer. I have a notebook or a whiteboard in my bag if we want to sit and do some drawing or yeah because I use sort of I use sort of quite a lot of diagrams and things like that sometimes so we might get one get that out and yeah so you are really creative within it so it's not just walking you can bring in these other things of you know sharing you know drawings things like you can share all those things like you might all you know do in the in a counseling room yeah if it feels useful and appropriate yeah, otherwise they just stay in the bag. Yeah. I have my little walking rucksack with all my bits and pieces in. It sounds fantastic. It sounds, I'm not sure I'd want to do it in the winter. On days Wouldn't like you? this, I'm pretty sure that I'd say, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to play today. So, and I've been quite lazy to be fair. So, but it sounds like I can see the appeal for it. Feel like a fantastic thing to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad it's part of my practice and that people want to do it and you know 
enjoy doing it with me. Yeah. Now I know that, so anybody listening to this, Eileen has this a, a power hour, which is, you know, you can just jump on a call with Eileen, have an hour, chat through some of these things that we've been talking about. You can ask all of your questions. And, and if, you know, if you're listening to this and you're interested in that, if you look somewhere around this recording, I'll put a link there and you can maybe pop over and give Eileen a, you know, drop Eileen a, a line and maybe consider it. So if you are considering doing this, but you have, sort, you know, questions that you'd like to ask, this would be a great way to get started as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're local to where I am, you can come and walk yeah. with me and have a practice. Oh, yeah, that's great. Whereabouts we- are you? I'm in Manchester or, right. uh, and Wilmslow, so sort of that Greater Manchester area and Cheshire area, so anywhere oh, around there. Fantastic. So anybody that lives around there that's interested, then that's a really good thing to take up. Yeah, fantastic. My dog's just turned. I've just got a little wet nose in my hand. Hello, Kim. She'll oh. start barking in a minute if I don't do this, so I'll have to fuss her. I'll just have to fuss her. <laughs> <laughs> I have no alternative. I think, look, that was really, really brilliant. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Like I say, I'm sorry about the interrogation, but it's something that I know like nothing about. And I know that it's something that people are interested in. And I know that the questions that I have are probably very similar to what other people have. So I think people will have found this like really interesting and it might help them to decide that this could be either the way they want to offer therapy or this could be, you know, a choice you know, they could offer this as, you know, part of different types of therapy. So thank you so much for coming along. It's really been fantastic. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. (laughs) The I told you Eileen was great. She had such a calm, reassuring voice. I could literally talk to her all day. So over to you. Is this something that you'd be interested in doing? Well, if you are, and if you'd like to have a chat with Eileen, she does offer a power hour where you can get together with her, get all your questions answered. And as she mentioned, if you are in the Greater Manchester area, you could even have your chat whilst on a walk. How cool is that? So Eileen, thank you. I learnt a lot and I'm sure everybody else did as well. And, you know, thank you for tuning in to the Grow Your Private Practice show. So if you did enjoy this episode and you want to stay updated on my latest content, please make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast platform because by subscribing, it means you'll never miss an episode and you'll always be the first to know when I release new content. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button now and let's continue to grow your private practice together. So that's it for now. Have a fabulous rest of the week and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And if you're ready to take action to grow your practice, check out growyourprivatepractice.co.uk. Bye for now.